This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.Church forward slash south. Hey, Dave. Hey, man. Are you ready for an unorthodox podcast? I am. So, it's the only thing I'll be unorthodox in. Otherwise, I'm committed to orthodoxy. (laughs) Stop it. We are all committed to (laughs) orthodox Christian faith. Uh, no, an unorthodox podcast in this sense. So we we got some feedback that uh, your um, piece that you shared Sunday night at the South Business Meeting about kind of the history of Bethlehem and where we've been and where we are now and where we're going in the direction of three autonomous churches was really helpful. And so the uh, person who shall be re- remain nameless... Um, essentially suggested it would be really good to just incorporate that into a podcast and talk about it a little bit. So I think we're going to do that. Dave, how do you do listening to yourself? (laughs) I don't like it, but so I mean, you talk a lot, you get recorded a lot. You don't ever like listen to a recording of your sermons ever. I do sometimes because I do believe it's helpful for me to get better as a preacher to listen to myself. So you don't like listening to yourself. I dislike it strongly. Oh, okay. All right. Strong. Dislike. Strong dislike. All right, then. Well, I think we're going to uh, listen to 18 or so minutes of this presentation and then come back with a few uh, comments as we're looking into the new year and what um, yeah, might be up for us at South Campus, God willing. So I thought it might be helpful to put the motion uh, that the elders read to you all uh, sometime, I think October 31st or something like that, put that in some context. And so I'm going to read the, the motion and then just kind of walk you through some history because it, it helps me and hopefully it will help you to just see how did we get where we got. So here's the motion. During the 2020 vision, The Council of Elders commissioned the organizational elders to examine the possible long-term structure of Bethlehem Baptist Church. As a result of that work and a continuation of our 2020 vision, the elders of Bethlehem Baptist Church now believe that God is leading us to become three distinct churches. I just want to say a couple uh, quick words at the beginning before I go into the history. The first word that I would want to say is uh, we don't have... Uh, as many answers as you'd probably like us to yet. As the elders talked about this, and I said this when I announced it in October, we wanted to announce it early to invite you in to pray and to invite you to begin to ask questions because we assume that your questions are going to help us get better answers. If you have questions, we probably have the same questions and are thinking about them. So uh, this is early on in the process because we want you to really be praying about it with us The second thing I wanted to say just to the South uh, folks here is that this is not driven, and I said something like this at the 150th if you were there, um, but this is not driven by our recent problems. Uh, This is not us excited to run away from other problems. This is not driven by that. This uh, This was going on. We were praying about this during the 2020 vision, which started towards the end of 2019, before any of us knew 2020 was going to happen, um, or 2021, I guess, maybe 2022, we'll see. Um, but before any of that was going to happen, this was already something we, that was kind of being birthed in the hearts of the elders as we were praying and thinking about things. And so 
I just want you to hear that from me because I think it would be a really unfortunate thing to go, man, we just need to get out of this mess. We want, when we lead, to lead with the Bible, to lead with prayer, and from those things to, to lead with what we think is a biblical Godward vision. And that just, I just want you to hear that from us, so I'll probably say it over and over and over again, because I, not everyone will be in every meeting, but that's true. I'm, I'm not trying to be sneaky or semantic games here. That's just the truth of what's happened and how it's transpired. So let me give you some history um, of Bethlehem and kind of leading up to this moment. So uh, Bethlehem has been multi-site for about 18-ish years or so. But I think it's important to point out because sometimes this feels scary, right? When you've lived in reality for a while, it feels scary to move to something else. Bethlehem existed as one location for almost 135 years. And, and God was faithful to that place. Growth uh, in the early 2000s, you know, basically John Piper happened. And as he was becoming more and more popular, growth happened. And that led to the starting of the North Campus in the early 2000s. I think it was 2003. Is that right? Yeah, 2003. And then a few years later in 2006, the South Campus was established. These campuses were established along I-35 as a way to kind of handle some of the growth that was coming. I think it's important to hear here too, as I've talked to some of the elders that were around in those meetings, I wasn't here for those, that, you know, one of the options was let's just build a really, really big place, right, where everyone can come and hear Pastor John. And the heart of the elders was always, no, we don't want to do that. We want there to be people in, in places that can impact their communities, not just become kind of a, a show where everyone can come to hear Pastor John. So that was part of the heart of campusing. And so these campuses happened, but many of the ministries continued to be centralized. This meant that there was kind of a central operation and then kind of a potpourri of events and people would be at the, the various campuses trying to make things happen as well. But still, most of it was centralized downtown. Uh, Pastor John was moving towards transition. Pastor Jason came on. And Pastor Jason and the elders, soon after that transition, saw that one of the things that had happened as Bethlehem grew to these three different locations and these three different places and people more and more scattered, they saw that the centralized model struggled a bit at both the staff level and the elder level to care for the flock of God and to be able to kind of contextualize ministry to meet the real people that were coming. So they, they, they saw, well, God's been doing a lot of good things, a lot of sweet things, but what we're realizing is at these various campuses, uh, the eldering and the staff work is, is harder when we keep it so centralized because we're not able to kind of tailor it to the actual people that are coming to these places. And so really two, two steps came out of that recognition. The first step was that there was congregational elders that were formed at each campus. And that meant uh, that these elders would not only meet with a centralized elder group, but they'd meet at their campuses and begin to think through ministry at that campus. Uh, this elder board would move towards their people while continuing to meet periodically with all the other, all elders, which we still do four times a year. Uh, the second thing that happened were these things called SEAL teams. That's, a, that's an idea from the military. And what, what those were about was meaning a decentralized staff team, 
rather than kind of a centralized moment and then kind of a scattered potpourri, there would be these teams that develop at the campuses to work together. And practically what that meant was rather than each person kind of reporting back to headquarters, there would be a team developed at the campus that would report then to a campus pastor at that campus. So the first campus pastor really for a long time was Pastor David. He was the one who was here longest and then Pastor Chuck came and now I'm here. So part of the specific ministry goal as this developed more and more was to have a lead pastor at each campus whose main focus would be on shepherding the people of that campus and leading the staff at that campus along with the leadership of the elders at that campus. And then these campers would be, campus pastors would begin to preach more to be able to speak directly to their people. So as that came into play, a desire for more campus-specific ministry, that led to the hiring of Stephen Lee at the North Campus and then me at the South Campus in these last few years. So the North and South congregations, elders and staff increased in local identity and mission and care with these elders and staff and campus pastors being put into place. So you can see, uh, you can see how it's developing, right? You can see where it's, where it's beginning to go and the inclination. And really under all of these changes and transitions was this kind of internal, we need to know our people better. We, we need to love our people better. We need to we need to hear from them and be able to serve them and have ministries and plans to care better than we're doing. And that, that happens, right? That happens when you get so big, so fast, and you have to go, oh, now we have to, we have to do this better again. So our South staff, just to kind of hone it in now, our South staff is focused on loving and serving the South Campus. That's what they do. That's what they give their, their lives to. Our South elders give most of their time to the South Campus as well, and that's my calling. I, I'm spending 99.8% of my time right, thinking of the, the South people here at this place. Ministry, care, and outreach is now all aimed at the campus-specific level. And in the midst of all of this three weeks after I came back to the South Campus, we moved into this building which also gave each campus an established location, right? Praise God. So now each place has a place, which is another big step in kind of the permanency of each of these locations. And then what I'd say is that since I've gotten back, especially among the South elders, but I think it's true um, North and downtown as well, is that the desire to care has just ramped up. We, we just wanted to, to lean in. Uh, we know we're not perfect. We know that we're still struggling along and trying to get better at it. But our desire has just been we want to lean in. We want to know our people. We want to care better. We want to love. We want to be around our sheep. And so we, de- we developed an elder care plan, which, you know, you should be hearing from an elder reaching out to you, phone call or email or conversation at least three times a year or so as we work through these lists of people. Our staff team is zeroing in on self-specific needs and discipleship, and we have a desire to speak to and lead our people more specifically. So as, as that was growing, I would say in 2018 to kind of the end of 2019, the 2020 vision came about. And it was really, again, this burden to care, campus-specific preaching and meeting. So for a long time, uh, some of you that came, you know, we'll just say COVID and later, 
Um, I don't know I want to mark anything by COVID, but it's what came to me now. Um, so some of you might not even realize that we used to have one preacher that would kind of preach at one location and then get piped in to the other locations. And so in the 2020 vision, we said we really have this desire as elders to not only know our people more specifically and care for our people more specifically, but also speak to them more specifically. We want to be able to say what we're seeing as we're leading and say what we're seeing as we're caring and apply the Bible to our people. And that just came from a heart of wanting to shepherd better. And so we, we move towards campus-specific preaching. And so now you'll mainly hear from me, but one of the things I love about campus-specific preaching even better is that when I'm not up here, you're going to get to hear from Bruce or Nick or Daniel or another South Elder who's going to be able to share their heart as well. We also, uh, with the 2020 Vision, started these meetings where we get to talk to all of you and we get to do our own membership like we just did and do our own calling of officers like we just did. Um, So if you're going to ask me why did this desire grow among the South Elders mainly, I would just say the Bible. Um, as we looked at the Bible and began to lean into the Bible, that's why I'm so excited. When people say, are you excited about this or not? I say, I think it's a move towards faithfulness, which always excites me. (laughs) Being faithful to the Bible always gets me excited because I believe that the right kind of biblical fruitfulness comes from the right kind of biblical faithfulness. So let me read you the two verses that if you've been around here, you've heard 700 times, but I just want to keep saying them because they're what's driving this for the self-elders. Acts 20, 28, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. So weighty calling. We want to do it better. And we can do it better when we focus here at the South Campus. Or 1 Peter 5, 2 to 3, Bill already read these, but shepherd the flock of God that is among you, among you, right? Among each other, that, that, that matters. Exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. So when you talk about being among a people, we think that means, because we're biblical scholars, being among the people. <laughs> That's what we think it means. If you look it up in the Greek, it means being among the people. And so we think that that's an important part of shepherding, being among them. Or you look at oversight. We think that means we have to see you. We have to know you. We have to see your lives. Like Alan said, like be able to have you share your lives with us and give us insight into your lives that we could shepherd. Or be examples. Right? To be an example means that we got to be around each other a little bit. Right? We have to be able to see each other for that to happen. Uh, one way to put it that I think is helpful is if you think about shepherd the flock of God among you, exercise oversight, be examples, it becomes obvious that that's very hard to do outside of this context. When you think about voting on a North elder, for example. So we used to have the all-church meetings, and you would go and you'd vote on that North elder. How many of you just knew them really, really well? Saw them around, heard them pray, Right, right, not many of us, right? Or, or for me, the hardest one was if there'd be a church discipline case, right? And I'm asked to vote on this church discipline case, and I'm just going, I, I would abstain because I'm, I don't know him, and I'm never going to see him again. I'm never going to be a part of this church discipline process. 
And so we think it's a big deal. As much as campus-specific preaching is a big deal, we think it's a big deal that we're affirming one another in our membership and affirming one another in our eldership. Real relationships, real accountability, and real oversight. This all implies seeing and living together. You cannot carry out the one another's of the Bible in the local church with people you never see. You, 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 can't, you can't do it. You can't one another someone you never spend time with. Applying the Bible and preaching in a specific way means that we can shepherd more specifically. Building ministries in a specific way means we can minister more specifically. And we believe the New Testament teaches that local churches actually need to gather to be a church. That's what the word ecclesia means. It means a gathering. So we think that that means we have to gather so that we can be accountable and grow together. So that was the 2020 vision. That heart was growing. And we had a subcommittee that met regularly, Phil Nelson, Peter Thorpe on that subcommittee, to discuss the future structure. And it's good for you all to know this too. I just want to let you in on, on the self-elders and how we've been thinking. The self-elders made our own motion while that committee was meeting that we just said we think it would be healthiest and most in line with the New Testament picture if eventually we were our own local and autonomous church. No timeline on that, just leaving wisdom and for the work of the Holy Spirit. We said to the subcommittee, we think where we're at right now, this is the most faithful expression of the New Testament will make us the healthiest. So as this subcommittee came back and all of the elders from all the campuses discussed their work, we then affirmed their thought that we should become distinct churches with the motion that are at the beginning. So that's kind of the history. We're bringing you again into this early so you can pray you can offer input. You can ask questions. The work that is really uh, going on right now is just beginning in the last month or so and really going to start more in the new year. And the bottom line I want you to hear is that the South elders are excited about this because we think it's more faithful to the New Testament reality of church and therefore will bring greater fruitfulness in all the ways a church is supposed to bring. So I just wanted you to hear, this is where it was, 135 years single church, kind of talk about the last 18, bring you up to speed to what God's been doing in the hearts of the elders. And then really, uh, the other thing I'd say too is as the self-elders have talked, as we've heard from you during this 2020 vision with campus-specific meeting and preaching, we felt all the more your affirmation in this direction as well, which was what made us excited to keep heading this way. Last thing I'll say, um, you all will need to vote on this at some point. I don't have a date for you. I don't have a timeline for you right now. I don't have much for you right now. But one of the reasons we're bringing it to you is because we want you to be praying, asking us questions, uh, whatever, whatever you need to do, because the elders can't just do this. We're a congregational church, and that means eventually you will vote to move forward in this with us. But we're excited, and we want to lead with that excitement and then answer your questions. So Dave, is that your favorite version of your voice? Uh, as much really, as as much as any other version, it's not really a preachy version of your voice. It's more like a community talky talk, community talky talk, community talky talk. <laughs> in reflections, it's my talky talk voice. Yeah, any reflections on what you shared there in terms of like, um, we actually are like. I think the thing that stands out to me, you know, in my time that I've been here at South, is the shift in the direction of, you know, here we are seeking to be shepherds, caring for the flock, like as. That's the number one thing we do mm-hmm. is we are shepherds, whether we are paid by the church, not paid by the church, elders all together, the deacons working in tandem with them, and then the members too, you know, doing the one another's of scripture. We are all caring 
uh, with the elders being particularly given that task, and that we're convictional that this thing that we're moving towards is, you know, informed, not informed, it's the biblical, the New Testament model for going about caring um, for people that, uh, you know, is, is not where we've been necessarily coming from in some of the, the models, although there's been certainly expression across the three campuses of shepherding care all along, but this will be better. What do you think about that? Like, I mean, what do you think about it? You told us what you thought about it, but any further reflections on it? Yeah, I mean, the goal of that talk to at the family meeting was just to give people a bigger context. I think mm-hmm. context help pe- helps people see the the trajectory, helps people see the impulses and the motivations that have been under changes for the last 15, 16, 17 years. What I would say is when I got to the South Campus in 2018, I got here to a group of guys who uh, were just wanting to shepherd better and, you know, kind of commissioning me, you know, help us help us move towards that, um, build us, you know, let's build some systems to do that better. And I just am so thankful. I mean, if the other part of my favorite part of the the family meeting on Sunday night was we had the the elders that were up for reaffirmation share. Yeah. Why why yep. do you want to keep doing this? And they all basically said, "We want to be shepherds. We want to shepherd people. We want to love people. We want to care for people. We want to pray with people and meet with people." And I would say that that shift from a decision making board to a shepherding team is is the heart of the New Testament. You know, First Peter five: Shepherd the flock of God among you being examples to mm. the flock. You, you can't, you know, I, I, can't, I can't shepherd, I just can't shepherd the North Campus members because I'm not among them, and I can't be an example to them because they don't get to see me do anything. You know, when, I, when I'm here, people get to know you and they see how you, you know, they see how you deal with things in hard meetings. They see how you handle your screaming three-year-old. They see, you know I mean? They, they see all the stuff. You have so a screaming three-year-old, Dave? Uh, regularly. Yeah, okay. less, you know, less than she was six months ago. Praise God for common grace. Um, so I think uh, I, I think that that's part of it. You know, you're among the people. You're, uh, you can be an example, not perfect one, but an imperfect, but Lord willing, godly, faithful example. You know, Acts 20, 28, pay careful attention to this flock, to yourselves and to the flock that God has made you overseers of by the Holy Spirit. I I can pay careful attention to the flock here because I'm with them and I see them and I can meet with them. I can't can't do that um, for someone that lives in Forest Lake or or, or whatever. So I just just think uh, it's really clearly the paradigm of of the New Testament and how we're moving towards doing church. I can and I and I can I can say that and be excited for a fresh faithfulness that I think will lead to a fresh fruitfulness while saying God did all sorts of stuff yeah. <laughs> at Bethlehem and through yeah. Bethlehem that was good in the last uh, 15 to 17 years it d- that just isn't a reason to not change mm-hmm. you can be thankful and still go man I think we can be more faithful yeah semper reformanda you know, always reforming is the cry yeah. of the Reformation, and I think particularly of us as Baptists, who uh, you know looked at much of the the Reformation, said infant baptism, some of the ways the church and the state were not 
you know, were intertwined uh, and said we need to keep reforming. Yep. Uh, it's not different from what Christians have done right. all the time. It's right. continue to look at our Bibles, continue to pray, continue to seek to be mm-hmm. molded, not only individually, but as churches yep. into the image of what God has for us in, in Christ and for his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So what do you think about, um, you know, in 2022, I know we talked about this bit on Sunday, um, you know, uh, 2022, what's coming in terms of next year as we're putting our last podcast up for the year? What's coming in light of these things? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I wish I had better answers. Um, I, I do think, you know, the South Elders just had a long conversation about this at our elder meeting on Tuesday. And I, what, what I would say is I, I hope this process is purposeful and moves forward as quickly as we can do it with wisdom and love. Um, I think that uh, right now we're working on kind of the preliminary steps of identifying the most important questions and trying to get gifted uh, elders and congregational members uh, working on those questions. And my, my burden uh, is that we keep the South congregation very informed and just kind of an open door invitation to continue to ask questions of us that I do think will help us think more clearly yep. about not only what just needs to get solved, um, but to, to make it happen, but also where their burdens are. You know, like that's that's part of shepherding is I don't want to just solve the stuff. I want to I want to solve it in a way that is thinking about shepherding our sheep while we while we solve it. And so I, I really, I mean, just to say publicly, I really appreciated the. I think the really good questions that were asked at the meeting on Sunday night, it seemed like there was a really good level of engagement and insight and appropriate questions that was paired with trust that I just I just don't take for granted, and I, I hope that we can keep walking through this thing together that way. Yeah. And, and just to say again, I just want to keep saying this because I think it's important. The elders can't just do this. Yeah. We are congregational, so the congregation will have to vote on this and therefore, we really do want to hear from you if you've if you've got red flags or yellow flags or just questions, because we don't want to we don't want to find out about that in six months. We'd love to hear about it now if you've got them, yeah. or we'd love to hear how excited you are about this because all of that feedback, I think, is not only your I'm not only saying is okay, um, but I'm saying. That's your job. <laughs> you're yeah, you're a yeah. member of this church. That's an office, just like being an elder is an office. Yeah. Therefore, exercise your responsibility to to help us shepherd you in these yeah. things. Yep. Some members declare the together the what and the who of the gospel. What is the gospel, which then shapes the who. Mm-hmm. And for us to say together, we constitute as a church, a distinct church, is part of that. Yep. It's part of That's right. saying what the what and the who mm-hmm. of the gospel is. And there will be a lot more coming um, as we're planning and looking at teaching a lot more on the doctrine of the church and practical things surrounding that. There will be a, a fair bit of that coming in 2022 that you'll be hearing about. But ask, reach out now. Ask questions now. Yep, uh, We'd love to meet with you. Dave, thanks for joining me today. Yep, thanks, man. Thanks, man.